service. What is up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Today is episode 66. Thanks for being here. Shout out to my guest from last week, Evie Frost. Evie, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. If you have not yet, check out last week's episode. Make sure you're following Evie. She is on Twitter at the Evie Frost. OnlyFans.com slash Evie Frost. I have a link to her Twitter, her OnlyFans, in the Libsyn page from last week. So make sure you hit that Libsyn page. Show her some love. As always, you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. We recently launched Patreon for the podcast. Patreon's a great way to support the show. We have monthly Patreon-exclusive episodes. If you want to hear those, head on over to patreon.com slash fullservicepod. If you enjoy the show, make sure you are subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to us on. You'll be alerted as soon as every new episode drops. If you're coming to us from Apple Podcasts, make sure to hit us with a five-star rating, write us a review, I'll read it on the podcast, <laughs> it'd be amazing, it helps us so much for visibility for the show. If you can't hit us with a five-star rating, if you can't write us a review, tell somebody, tell somebody you like, tell somebody you don't like, tell somebody you don't really know that well, you know, maybe just know each other better through the podcast, if you could do that, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Today, episode 66, so excited. My guest is a Phoenix-based escort, Tyler the Top. We, uh, I guess we recorded like a couple days ago. It's like maybe like Tuesday or so. But uh, so excited for y'all to hear this episode. We discuss his start in sex work at 18 using Craigslist, financial domination, getting into escorting, the straight best friend experience, skydiving, how he's been affected by COVID, plans for the future, stand-up comedy, so much. So much. So excited for y'all to hear this interview. He does not have social media, but if you want to hit him up, oh boy, 480-788-2877. I'm going to stop talking. I hope y'all enjoy this interview with Tyler the Top. Thanks. Welcome back, listeners. It's Tank Smith. I'm so excited for today's episode. My guest is a Phoenix-based escort, Tyler the Top. Tyler, thanks for being on the podcast. No problem, man. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Definitely looking forward to it. I'm glad we could do this. I know we uh, we spoke like a couple months ago. I think it was like August about yeah. you coming on the podcast. It was going to happen. It didn't happen. Now it's December. It's happening. Yep, Fucking it's stoked. Fan turn podcast story, man. I, I started listening to you and I was like, all right, I got to get... I got to give this guy my story. And then, yeah, life happens, man. Like we were just talking about, you know, life happens. And I'm glad we finally got together, though, for sure. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I, uh, I'm i currently in Atlanta. Uh, where are you located? Um, so I'm currently in uh, North Scottsdale, Phoenix. So like Phoenix area, Phoenix, Arizona. I've uh, been out here for like the last eight years. Oh, sweet. How, how, do, you, how do you like Phoenix? Um, I like it. You know, uh, I've spent a majority of my adult life here, so it's home now. But yeah, I like it. I'm not a big fan of snow, so... <laughs> Is it snow? I, I, see, I like snow. Um, I like to go see snow, and that's why Arizona's perfect. Like, I like to drive an hour up the mountain and go see snow for a couple hours, and then when I'm done with it, I'm done, and I get to come home, and there's no snow. I like that. Oh, that's not – so So it, like, snows, I guess, in, like, northern Arizona? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, like, Flag and Prescott get snow just like anywhere else in the country, like in the northern and stuff like that. And, and it's you'd think that it'd be, like, far, but it's literally, like, an hour and a half up the mountain. Oh, damn. That's nice. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah, I've drove through Flag when it's, like, 
crazy, crazy blizzards. I'm like, I'm not in Arizona. <laughs> I feel like every time I see, like, I guess, like, northern Arizona, like, with a little bit of snow. Like, did you ever play Red Dead Redemption? Oh, yeah, of course. It's like that's like that's how I I'm like oh this is Red Dead this looks yeah. exactly like Red Dead no, it's, it's crazy dude, it's very similar it's nuts like the just the the you know the variety of like the bios you know the what we have here it goes all the way from like the Sonoran Desert all the way up to high mountains where you got like pine trees and shit it's crazy damn yeah I gotta I gotta I gotta come out there you definitely do definitely do if uh if I say say somebody comes to Phoenix right what's mm-hmm. what's there to do what's something you got any recommendations for the people in Phoenix. Yeah, so something that I think is that makes Phoenix different that you don't see in a lot of cities is that like the uh, the nature is so intertwined with Phoenix. So there's lots and lots and lots of hiking trails just like in the middle of the city. But they're like like you go a mile back and you're like I don't feel like I'm in the city anymore. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of nature shit to do in Phoenix. There's a lot of um, cliffs to jump. Like if you like if you're into cliff jumping into like waters and stuff like that. Like I'm super into cliff jumping. Um, you know, there's a lot of places like that, but okay, cool, I guess I don't know. It's a big what's, city and it, it's cheap. You know, that's what I like about it. Oh, that's the best. Fuck yeah, yeah. What's the uh, highest? Can you think of like the highest cliff you've jumped off of? Uh, yeah, it wasn't out here though. It was in um, Hawaii. I jumped off a like a 75 foot cliff on the on the road to Hana in Hawaii. Oh, sh- damn <laughs> did it hurt did it hurt bad like did it yeah you you literally feel like you're like not they say concrete it's not concrete but you don't feel like you're hitting water at that <laughs> at that point like i it took the breath out of me like it was yeah it's pretty rough fuck i feel like i jumped off a rock maybe like probably in like late middle school early high school that was maybe like 30 feet up yeah and that shit was fucking terrifying i can't even imagine like 75 feet i can't even imagine that shit see we used to growing up in missouri we used to jump in the, into the quarry dude and the quarry rocks like they've got they've got them to go all the way up like 50 60 feet and that's when i was like 13 14 years old so yeah. <laughs> kind of got used to it early i love that shit though like i just went skydiving for the first time uh last year and Oh my god, bro! Amazing. It's funny, like my uh, my mom and my sister went skydiving a couple years ago, and my sister went again. But my mom would like they do. Did you get a video of your when you no, skydived? So expensive to get a video. It's like an extra hundred and eighty dollars to get a video. I was like, I'm god. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, damn, I'm cool. I'll remember this forever. <laughs> yeah, like my uh, my mom and sister got a video, and you can see when my mom gets to the ground, she's just like, "I will never do that again." <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. she was so fucking scared. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, my mom's not doing that kind of shit at all. So. I would like to, I would like to do it though. I feel like I'm too fat to parachute, but I feel like there has to be parachutes that. Are for oh, for sure. Also. Dude, I mean, if you if they do it tandem, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. What the fuck am I talking about? So the guy that, dude, you let me tell you, bro, if you've ever, if you've never felt like a bitch, bro, go fucking skydiving, dog. Like, I felt like such a bitch, dude. They like strap you to the dude's chest. And mind you, I'm, you know, I'm 5'9, but this dude's like 6'3, and he's just scooting me around this motherfucking plane with me, like strapped to his chest like a baby, bro. Like, I had no control in the situation whatsoever. God. Yeah, it was, uh, do you do you, do you get to the point where you ever feel like you're not falling, or is it like does it does yeah, it feel like I mean, you're falling the whole time, or no? So they he'll they, like the guy that did it with me was like you you want to see something cool, and he like did this like little maneuver where you feel like zero gravity for a second, like you go down and go up for a second, so you like literally feel like you're like floating there. It's it's not heights, it's not falling like that. This is all shit they were telling me when I was like asking questions. They're like, it's you can't 
there's no way to describe it. There's no way to explain it to you because you haven't done it. Like it's, it's, it doesn't feel like you're falling. It doesn't feel like this, like I'm not afraid of heights, but it doesn't feel like heights. Like it is literally a whole new feeling. Damn. It's nuts. I feel like (laughs) every time I think of skydiving, all I think about is the, uh, the power Rangers movie. I don't know if you saw that a while back, but they like all skydive at the beginning of the movie and it was tight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely something else, man. If you, if you haven't done it, I definitely say you should always try it at least once. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do it for sure. (laughs) For sure. Hell yeah. Tyler, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Of course, man. Of course. Can, uh, do you feel like you can remember like your first, I guess, exposure to sex work at all? Um, so Man, I don't know if I necessarily remember my first exposure to sex work. Um, I remember my first exposure to porn, you know, um, which I guess was kind of that. But no, like I grew up in a a pretty religious Catholic, uh, you know, Mexican Catholic family. um, And like that kind of stuff didn't get talked about, you know, like homosexuality, that kind of stuff. Like we just didn't talk about stuff like that. Homosexuality, sex work, anything now that's just like so on the forefront of people's conversation nowadays just like we didn't talk about that shit so yeah i mean i was raised baptist but i feel like it was the same way it was like we nothing like no really kind of like sex talk or anything like that i never got like the birds and the bees talk or anything like that because like the in the way i was raised like i should be married by the time i'm having sex so i should like you know figure that shit out anyway (laughs) yeah how uh how'd you get into sex work how'd you start funny story so i was I was a frequenter of uh, Craigslist, Casual Encounters, back in the day before FOSTA SESTA. So I used to get on Casual Encounters quite a bit. And this was back in Missouri. And I, I didn't understand at this point. And obviously, there's women on the internet. But there's like a saying, you know, there, there's no women on the internet. And I didn't know yeah. that saying at that point. And so I would put these ads out for, uh, you know, male looking for female. And I would, I would get all these responses from quote unquote females. And we would do the talking and the sexting. And everything would lead up to the point where we'd about to meet. And then they'd be like, oh, I got to tell you I'm a dude. And I'm like, God <laughs> fucking damn it, bro. You know what I mean? And I just – that happened like five or six times. To where finally, um, one guy offered me money. He was like, I was like, no, bro, get lost. And he was like, I'll give you 200 bucks and you just got to let me suck your dick. I was like, whew. Hey. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I mean, that's kind of uh, that's kind of where the whole, you know, straight best friend experience thing that I um, have kind of coined over the years um, came in. Because re- I really learned that like – you know, like we were kind of talking about a little bit before we got started, like, you know, the, the thing that sets male escorts aside from female escorts is that there's no female equivalency of grinder, really. You know what I mean? Guys can go have sex at any time. So whenever you're providing, um, you know, sex work for a gay man, you have to give them something other than sex. And I learned on very, very early on that gay guys love the idea of a straight man. Like they, they love, they're like infatuated with the idea of having a straight guy for the hour, you know? Yeah. What does the straight best friend experience kind of look like? So if you couldn't tell from my name, I'm, I, I, so I, I don't bottom at all. Um, I don't suck dick at all. Um, and I don't, I'm not intimate, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to kiss you. I'm not going to hold your hand. I'm not going to cuddle with you after we're done. I'll talk about sports with you. I'll bullshit with you. We can kick it, um, you know, watch some porn or whatever, but like I'm, you know, those are like my hard lines. I'm the, the same things that pretty much like if you can imagine 
um, yourself as a gay man and you talked your straight best friend into, you know, letting you fool around with them for an hour, like the same lines that that guy would have, that's the same lines that I have. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 for sure. When you, like, how did it go from just like, you know, like casual encounters on Craigslist to I'm going to like do this kind of like professionally. Yeah. How was, how was that transition? So I didn't go directly from just like encounters like that to where I'm at now. I would say if anything, I've done kind of like a loop back around. So I went from doing that. um, I did that for a little bit and then I ended up um, meeting a guy. I was looking, I was trying to rent a room and I ended up meeting a guy that lo, lo and behold, uh, unbeknownst to me was a gay man that was into like a lot of, a lot of like financial domination and all this stuff that like I knew about just from like my little experience in the industry, but didn't know a lot about. And he was like very versed in it. And he pretty much just was like, Hey man, if you want to like do this, like I can facilitate that. You know what I mean? Like he set me up with a really nice computer, let me stay there rent free instead of me having to pay rent. And yeah, he just like, that's where I really got into financial domination. There was a site back in the day called cashdoms.net. It was like a Facebook rip, essentially, like they ripped the code from Facebook. Um, And yeah, you could either have a a profile as a sub or a profile as a dom. And it was really efficient, man. It was pretty cool. How does, how does, I guess, financial domination kind of work? (laughs) I mean, there's not a one size fits all to financial domination. So it all it all comes back to me getting money from them, but it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. So there's guys that like to be financially dominated by like via blackmail. So like they'll send me, you know, pictures of themselves doing something that they shouldn't be doing or dressed in drag or something like that. And then they'll send me the emails of their boss or their phone number of their boss or something like that. Oh fuck. Yeah, bro. And they'll be like <laughs> If I don't do everything you want, send this picture to my boss. It'll ruin my life. You know what I mean? Like crazy shit. Or it can be, you know, people that just want to be degraded or made fun of. I, I had a guy with a micro penis, uh, Chuck. I used to call him Chapstick Chuck. He uh, <laughs> he, did, <laughs> he liked to dress up in uh, big like adult baby diapers and be made fun of, man. And he loved it when I would bring friends. Like he would always pay extra. If, like I have a couple homies that I'd be like, yo, you want to make 50 bucks? All you gotta do is just laugh at this guy's little dick on webcam for a minute, and like he loved that shit. <laughs> man, hell yeah! It's bad, man. Like I had to get out of it because it's like you these guys. A lot of these guys are powerless, bro. Like him in general, like him, him in specific. Like I'm thinking of like he would tell me like this is ruining my life. Like this is ruining my marriage. My wife's gonna find out, and I'd be like, bro, stop talking to me. Then like I can't. God, like I can't. I finally made him pay me a thousand dollars to block him. <laughs> Damn, that's great. Yeah. And I held up there, and of course he tr- he's tried to message me. I mean, this was years ago, but he tried to message me multiple times on different accounts after that, and I did hold up to it. But yeah, I was gonna say, like, do you feel like when somebody is that vulnerable with you, to where it's like, hey, if I keep doing this, it's gonna like it's gonna ruin my life, it's gonna fuck me over. You're like, do you feel like, well, maybe I can't do this, or it's just like on the- it's on them to make the decision to say no. It's I guess. hard, and honestly, so um, something about me, man, is I, I I'm in recovery, so. Uh, I'm a, I'm an addict. I'm, I'm a heroin addict. I was a heroin addict when I was younger. I've been, that's one of the main reasons I moved out here was to get sober. And I've been sober for quite some time now, but, um, you know, I have a, I have a heart, bro. You know what I mean? Like I, I am a a sex worker and I'm able to shut off, you know, I'm, I'm very, um, sociopathic in some ways where I can just kind of shut everything off, but I do have a heart, bro. I am empathic and I do feel for people. So it's hard when people say stuff like that. And that's ultimately why I had to stop financial domination because I felt as if I wasn't, 
doing a good service for people anymore. You know what I mean? I was hurting more than I was helping, you know? Yeah. And I started to get like this God complex, bro. It's my, my name when I did it was tatted God. That's what, um, oh. that was my name at the time was tatted God. That was my cash doms.net name. And dude, I literally, like I had these guys calling me God and, and asking me if they could, you know, come or go take their wife on a, a date. And just like, I controlled all these men and it just like, I don't know, bro, got to my head, dude. I couldn't, I couldn't do that anymore. You know, I had to be honest with myself and like realize that I was heading down a slippery slope mentally if I kept doing that, you know. Does it ever like, I guess like not necessarily like turning it on, but turning it off. But like when you get out of that, like, I guess financial domination situation back in like, I guess like regular everyday interactions, does it feel any differently, I guess? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one of the biggest like I said, one of the reasons why I had to stop doing that. And I actually took a little bit of a hiatus from sex work for about a year at that point. But yeah, man, because it's just like it affected my everyday relationships from my relationships with my mom to my relationships with my girlfriend to my friends to my roommate to everything, you know. I just started to yeah. become like a fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, rightfully so, you know. I had If you don't want me to dick, just pay me some money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, dude, I, I was making a lot of money as a young kid, not out of college, like, out of high school, like fucking just bossing people around and making fun of them. Like it gets to your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how was getting back after taking like a hiatus? How was like getting back into sex work? How was that? Um, I mean, it was so getting back into it. I, I knew I wasn't going to do like financial domination. So I tried chatterbait and stuff like that. And to be a hundred percent honest, like I was a little disappointed, um, you know, just cause the money was definitely not the same. Yeah. Like at all, you know? So I, I kind of decided then like, you know, if I was going to do this, I was going to try the whole straight best friend experience thing out here in, in Arizona and see how it did. And it did well. So hell yeah. I, cause my, so like my thought was like, you know, M- Missouri is a very conservative state and that's probably why I do so well. Like Arizona is a lot more progressive. There's a lot more chance for free gay sex out here. Like the chance, you know, I didn't, I was telling myself all the things as to why I wasn't going to make money out here, but it's been the exact opposite. So, okay. So you're like the move to Arizona has definitely been like a positive move. Oh yeah. 100%. Like the clientele I see here, the amount of money I make here, as opposed to back home, it's just night and day. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Night and day. And I'm right next to LA and shit. So like I said, like I was telling when we were texting earlier, like I got, uh, I had somebody fly me on a private $8,000 private jet flight to fucking to LA. Like, a month and a half ago. Like that would not happen if I was living in Missouri. I can promise you that. Yeah. God damn. That's awesome. I know. If I would have known how much money he spent on that flight, I would have been like, bro, just fly me commercial and give me half of that. Yeah. (laughs) Starting, starting out in escorting, right? Did Mm -hmm. you have, I guess like going into, did you have any like preconceived idea of what that would look like? Are you kind of like, I'm going into this. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Or did you have an idea like of what you thought it would be going in? No, I mean, like I said, I I wasn't raised talking about sex work. So, and even more to add to that, like male sex work, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, uh, I don't know, I didn't really have any idea as to what it was going to be like. I knew that I liked having sex. I knew that I'm a straight guy, but like I can definitely still enjoy, you know, interactions with a man, especially if there's money involved. So it's like, why not? Why not capitalize on that? So I didn't really have a lot of expectations other than to just make money, you know, which is yeah, ultimately what happened. So did anybody kind of like, did you have anybody to look to? Was there anybody who kind of like was able to help you along the way or is it completely solo you doing it yourself? 
So, I mean, with the financial domination, like, obviously that Kevin guy helped me a lot. You know, the gay guy that I lived with, like, he he definitely helped me in that aspect out here. Um, it's funny, dude. Cause, uh, so like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of the, of the podcast. I actually do listen to the podcast. So, yeah. um, when I, when I started listening, like I heard you ask people and women talk about their experience about like reaching out to other women escorts and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I've never thought of that. I've never even thought of that. So I did, I reached out on friend boy to about five different dudes. And I got one message back, um, from a guy that gave me some other sites, to, to post on, which was nice. But I mean, other than that, like you, you learn little simple tricks and everything along the way. You know what I mean? Like you, you learn the do's and the don'ts along the way for sure. That makes sense. Do you, do you feel like there was like a learning curve or like a waiver period to when you like weren't good at it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've always been good at connecting with people and making people feel comfortable. That's kind of my forte. Like, you know, I'm a very social person, but you know, like I said, there's little things that you learn. Like, time wasters. I hear people talk about it on your podcast all the time. It's the, it's a hundred percent true, bro. Like you learn, I can tell now within the first couple messages of somebody, whether they're actually going to meet with me or not. I could not do that in the beginning. You know what I mean? I would waste. And especially over webcam, bro. Sometimes I'm just so trusting. You know what I mean? Like I would do, I would have a guy that I've done a couple shows with before. So automatically I can trust him and do a three hour show with him where he's supposed to pay me at the end. And then he doesn't. And that's like, Oh fuck. $900 at the end of the show that he didn't give me. You know what I mean? It's like, so I just, I don't do shit like that anymore. You know what I mean? So yeah, I definitely have gotten better. God damn that, that, oh, that'd be the worst. I feel like just demoralizing just to like, I just did this thing for you. And then you're just like, not going to pay. Oh, it's the worst. God. It's the worst. Do, uh, do you see both men and women or couples or anything? Is it? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I say, 99.9% 99.9% men. Uh, I've definitely, I've met with in all my years of doing this, I've met with one single female, um, a, a female, a, like a female by herself. And I've met with probably uh, 10 or 15 couples, but um, yeah, it's primarily men. Okay. I know uh, I was listening to a, a podcast a while back and they were interviewing a male escort and he, I guess he only saw women, but he mentioned that when he started out, like it took him a while to like get dates. So it took a while for him to book stuff. He was like going on dates and like taking pictures of his food and like faking basically that he was going on dates. Was there yeah. like, when you started out, was, was there like a kind of a slow progression to get dates or was it like you start out and then you're getting messages immediately? Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely progressed. So the site, I don't know if you checked out the site, uh, Friendboy at all, but there's like a review part like built into it. So as I started to get reviews, like I've got good reviews. Uh, and as I started to get good reviews, I started to get more and more people that would hit me up and reference those reviews. So, you know, I, obviously it's it's progressed, I would say, due to that. But yeah, I mean, like when I first started being as I, I'm, I'm willing to take pretty much any, like I'm not gay. So you know what I mean? So I don't need to be attracted to the person that I'm going to meet. Like there's not a, there isn't, um, there isn't a guy that I'm going to see and think he's attractive or not. attractive. You know what I mean? It doesn't really yeah. matter to me. So, um, and I'm pretty open as to what I will, uh, you know, do as far as like, um, fetish stuff you know what i mean like obviously i'm not gonna bottom or i'm not gonna suck it but there's a lot of fetish stuff that i will do like i'll i'll pee on a guy i'll shit on a guy i'll do whatever you know if that's what he's into you know what i mean so i uh i don't know anytime i start back up because i'll take like a you know a month or two break anytime i start back up though it's it's normally messages right away nowadays fuck yeah fuck yeah 
What do you think the most important thing you learned starting out was? Rule-wise or like... I guess we could say rule-wise. Like, yeah, like, say you, like, I guess, start out, like, say with the dude, like, so you had the guy, like, the ghost that you after the webcam, like, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing is always going to go right, like, starting out in any kind of, like, yeah. new profession, you know? Was there anything, like, I guess it happened? You're like, oh, now I know this. This is something I learned. Like, is there, I guess, maybe, like, big, le- like, rule, I guess maybe rules that you follow that you learned through, like, escorting, I guess. I mean, you know, there's like the little stuff like, you know, always put the, always count the money first, always have them put the money on the table. Don't let them hand you the money directly. You know, um, a big, a big, big, big thing that I, it was not me that ended up getting, um, so I was working for like somewhat of an agency, I guess out here. It wasn't really like a professional agency. It was just uh, a group of us guys. And I got a call that I just felt really sketchy about and didn't want to take a well, text. And I ended up passing it off to somebody and they and it ended up being an undercover police officer. And uh, so I learned that day, like some, another one of the dudes is like, oh, bro, always, always, always have them send you a picture of their dick. Like always, regardless, because I'm not, I'm not gay. So I don't really, I don't care to see their dick. Like I could give a fuck less whether they have a one inch dick or a seven inch dick. It doesn't matter to me. But he's like, you always have to have them send you a picture of their dick because an undercover police officer can't do that in an investigation. Like they can't send you a picture of them naked in order to get you to come in there. Like that's like baiting or whatever. I'm like, okay. Okay. Like entrapment or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Entrapment. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Damn. Okay. That makes sense. But I mean, I would, you know, I've, I've been lucky, dude. I I have like one, you know, like kind of sketchy shit that happened really. Um, But I mean, that happened more recently than anything. And it's, and it's because of all those things that I've learned that nothing bad happened to me. You know what I mean? Like that I was able to, be fine in that situation so hell yeah being that you know like a lot of i feel like a lot of clients that you know see sex workers will do so to like live out a fantasy that they necessarily can't really do in their everyday lives do you feel like a lot of people coming to you are like seeing a male escort for the first time do you feel like that that's a thing yeah i mean i don't know like the the thing with guys man is they will, you know, they'll tell you that it's their first time for the first 50 times that that it's, that's almost like part of it for them. Um, so you don't really know. I I definitely say that there's guys that I've met up with, um, that are really, really nervous. And I can tell that I'm one of the first, if not the first, one of the first like escorts that they've ever seen for sure. Now as to whether they've messed around with guys or not, I, you know, I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I guess it's. Yeah, it's hard because people will really say it. Like you said, like people lie and people say anything. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Guys will always say, "Oh, this is my first time. I don't. I've never done this before." Blah 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 blah. Or first time. You know what I mean? You see it all the time. It's like, bro, no. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> you just suck my dick like a fucking champ, bro. Don't tell me that was your fucking first time ever doing that. Yeah. Be like, if that was your first time, God damn, that was good. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> who uh, Who would you say your average clientele is? Um, so, I mean, it depends. Um, you know, I get, I do nowadays, I get a lot of guys my age, a lot of, you know, a lot of guys my age that were really into like the straight best friend thing. Um, I do get some, uh, older gentlemen. Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to think of myself as pretty well-spoken. So like I can go out and sit at dinner and also, you know, be interesting as well. <laughs> so yeah. I have a couple older guys that have known me since I first moved out here that like to take me out once or twice a year and, you know 
hang out and we they'll get a hotel room and I'll hang out with them all day or whatever and they'll give me 1500 bucks or whatever but um, I would say like on a day-to-day basis my average client is um, either guys my age to which I'm 27 so or, you know 25 to 35 40 40 years old and uh, yeah okay. normal gay men normal, a lot before I really started to hammer the straight best friend experience thing because I, I mean I've always done that but I've really started to coin it like over this last year um, I got a lot more, uh, like you, you get a lot more gay guys, a lot more, or, or sorry, sorry, not gay guys, a lot, a lot more guys that are married, um, that are like, you know, low key gay, like doing it on, doing okay. it on you know, hush, hush, stuff like that. But I feel like just like, I, like I was, like I was talking to my buddy before, before we did this interview and I mentioned like the straight, like straight best friend experience. He's like, Oh my God, that is so fucking great. Yeah. Like it's like, it seems like, it's like literally like, Oh, let's watch the football game. And then we'll just fuck. Like, it's like, what? Yeah. Yes. yeah no, I mean, and that's pretty much what it is, dude. And like, I have some guys that are so into it that they want it to be like a role play scenario where I have to really act like what, like you want to suck my dick. That's weird. You know what I mean? But yeah. Whatever floats their boat, man. You know, it's that's not the weirdest right. thing I've ever done. That's for sure. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, when people reach out to you, they know how to reach out to you correctly? No, no, no. I feel like maybe twenty five percent of people. Now, that's that's that was that was nice. I feel like maybe. 10% of people do. And when they do, I always make sure to tell them that they did a good job. But no, and honestly, man, I, I almost feel like, and I've, since I've listened to your podcast, I've, I've felt even more of a sense of duty to do it. But I, like, I don't take a lot of appointments anymore. Not like I used to, you know, I, I have a normal job now. Um, I'm, I very rarely take appointments, but I get a lot of messages and I, I never used to respond to messages if I wasn't interested, especially like if they said something off the wall now, but like, or right off the wall, like right off the flip, you know what I mean? But now I message them back and I'll be like, bro, I really hope that you're not messaging other people like this. Like this is not the way to do it just to let you know. Yeah. No, I'm not interested and I won't be taking your appointment. (laughs) guys are nuts bro guys are i mean we think with our dicks bro i didn't realize how disgusting we were you know until i uh yeah (laughs) i'll see i'll see some messages that i'm like tog how did you think that like how did you think somebody's gonna fucking respond to that shit like what exactly or like especially like since my shit says like straight best friend experience like it's very clear like what I do and what I don't do. And then they'll send me a message. That's like, I want you to take my dick. And it's like, bro, do you, do you not know how to read? Like, is that what this is? Like, yeah. you don't know how to read, obviously. Yeah. That's cause you literally say on, it's like, I am a top. I'm not yeah. getting fucked. Yeah. Like what? Although, like, I know. <laughs> and it, it's still, still, man, it's ridiculous. Cause I was thinking about it. Right. And I was like the, I guess where it's with your name, like, you know, that, I guess the people that are contacting you know that you're going to be a top for them. Yeah. And that I feel like that cuts down kind of the explicit conversation that would happen into like what's going to what they what they want, you know, going into it. Yeah, and I, and that's the thing, man, like with me being so uh picky and a la carte about what I do and what I don't do, like I'm I know that like um, it's not the best to get super explicit over text. You know what I mean? But I do allow some of it. Like I allow somebody to, if, as long as they're not being gross, like I will allow you to tell me what you want from me. That's not wrong. Like I don't, some people like 
you know, I've heard, I've heard people on your show, you know, with different opinions. Um, and I understand why, like, I do understand the, like the legitimacy issue of it and stuff. But for me, like, I don't want somebody to come and not be happy, you know what I mean? Or come and think that something else is going to happen because I didn't do a good enough job of explaining, because it's very apparent that even though all those things you said, like my, that, you know, everything should be apparent what they're going to get. I've still had guys where I don't fucking vet enough and I don't ask them what they want. And then I get in their truck or whatever. And they're like, so you're going to suck my dick. I'm like, (laughs) no, (laughs) turn around, turn around, drive me back home. No, I'm not. God. Do you, in a session, do you ever feel like pressure to live up to clients expectations at all? I mean, in a sense, not really though, to be honest. Like I, I know that, like, I don't care whether a guy comes or not. And like, once I come, I'm done. You know what I mean? Unless you've paid for multiple hours. Once I come, I'm done. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, no, in that regard, no. Now I don't want somebody to come and spend, you know, hard earned money with me and then really feel like I was, you know, which is boring or something like that, which I don't do that. You know what I mean? Like I, I make sure that that doesn't happen, but I would feel some type of way. Yeah. If, if it was something like that, like I've had a situation where I went to meet up with a guy where it was more like a, um, a companionship thing where he just was really just, he was in town and he just, you know, what he said, whether we have sex or not, it's not that big of a deal. I just really, you know, I like your profile. You seem interesting. And I just, I was super, super, super stoned before I went there. And I just, <laughs> I, I didn't feel like I, I don't know, like there was a couple times where I'm like, wait, what were we talking about? You know what I mean? So like, I felt bad about that. I felt, and I sent a guy the message, uh, I sent that guy a message afterwards and told him like, if you're ever in Phoenix again, I will, I will meet up with you at a discounted rate. Cause I, I feel bad about that. Like, yeah. So in that regard. Yeah. But other than that, like, no, like I know I'm hot. Like I know I'm, I know, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for fucking eight years. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you don't get, if you didn't like an experience with me, you're probably not going to like an experience with most escorts. So that's like your own shit. Yeah. What, uh, I know you mentioned like friend boy, what are some like male escort websites? I feel like I I don't know. Like you're looking at it friend. Okay. Friend boy. And then there's mint boy. Um, rent boy was good back in the day. Rent boy was great back in the day um there's rent man also which i'm not on there's uh rent masseur which is another one which i'm not on because that's mostly people that are wanting like massages which i don't i'm not into rent Rent man and rent masseur are are both more so guys looking for like a twink boy to fuck you know what i mean okay not my style you know yeah but uh, dude really honestly friend boy bro and grinder like i i have a grinder that occasionally i like uh Sorry, I thought that I already. I met a guy that I walked into his house, and he had his fetish was like haircutting barber. Um, he had a full barber shop set up in his house. Like you could not distinguish the fact that you were not in an actual barber shop in his fucking living room and bedroom. Damn. But anyway, I met him on Grinder. You know what I mean? And he's one of my best clients. He sees me once a week and fucking gives me two hundred fifty bucks every time. So, oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's not sites like <laughs> like there is for women. You know what I mean? Definitely yeah. not. Do in screening somebody, right? I know like a lot of uh, female escorts, they will like use like references from like, say you'll like seen another provider. They'll give you a reference to the provider you're trying to see currently. Does the reference system, is that like prevalent in male escorting as well? Or is that, do you guys use that? No, it's not. So, and I wish it was, and I'm just as guilty, bro. Like I literally just had somebody the other day that asked me if I was available and I was like, no, like you have any reference. And I just ignored the question. 
And it's not that like I just ignored it because I really don't. Like I don't know. I wish I did know. I, I guess I could, you know, refer him to the guy that showed me those other websites, but he's like a fucking 55-year-old bear. You know what I mean? So I'm sure if they were into me, they're probably not into him. But there's just not as many male escorts as there is female escorts. So it makes it hard to do that, you know? Yeah. Coming from like Ariz- or coming from Missouri, going to Arizona, is there like a male sex work community in Phoenix where you are? Was there one in Missouri? Is there a difference between the two? So in Missouri, I never met anybody else that did it. Mind you, I only did it for a little bit in Missouri, and I was pretty young. Um, out here, like I said, I worked with a little group of guys for a little bit a few years ago, but outside of that, like it's pretty slim like i i couldn't i don't know anybody personally right now that like i don't I, I don't talk to any of those guys um that i was in that group i'm mean, like i know them all i've got them on facebook but i mean like personally i don't really talk to them but other than that like i don't even know another male escort that i could think of you know yeah, so. yeah it's just like it's so different like the two sides like you're both essentially doing the same thing but it's just like how the businesses are run are so different it's crazy so different <laughs> Do I know you mentioned reviews on the like friend boy website Are reviews like a big thing within male escorting as well? Not really just on friend boy. And like the cool thing about it is like, from what I understand, like some of those like women's review sites, like they make you write reviews in order to be able to see reviews. Um, they don't do that. So it, that blocks out any need to write like a fake review. Yeah. The only thing that scares me is that like somebody could get on there and write something bad and like if i refuse to see somebody so but honestly if i'm being honest it does keep me accountable it makes me makes me remember that whenever you know someone's being shitty and i as you know has already sent me a deposit and i think like i could just fucking take this person's deposit and not meet up with them or i could just send them their deposit back and tell them that i actually don't want to meet them and yeah sending them their deposit back because i don't want a bad review so it does keep me accountable if i'm being honest okay that makes sense does burnout ever happen for you I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't call it burnout, but I definitely, I'm good at letting off the gas. Like I never let sex work be the main priority in my life or even the second or third or fourth. I have so many other things that are important to me that um, take priority that I do on a daily basis that it would be hard for me to burn out really. You know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, I do have times where I'm, you know, like, Sometimes I'll purposely take off, take off time from it, and sometimes it's just like, man, I just realized that I haven't even met up with somebody in a month. You know what I mean? Just because I've been so busy doing other shit. Yeah. So. Has uh, have you been affected by like COVID at all? Has there been like, how's how's the how's your business been with like COVID happening? Yeah. Um. So I mean, it went. I I went from making more money in the sex industry than I ever had before the months leading up to COVID to making the littlest amount of money. And I mean, I went a month without anybody even hitting me up, let alone having like an actual appointment. It took like when COVID started, it took like a month for me to get like two months, a month and a half for me to even start getting text messages about people like, Hey, once this is all over, I want to meet up, blah, 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 and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, not even even like trying to book you like, oh, I would like to book you eventually, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Once this was all said and done with, like like it was going to be over in three weeks, like we thought, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but after everybody realized that it wasn't going to be over anytime soon, people started to come back out. And, you know, I've seen people here and there. But that's what made me get, you know, a normal job again this time because I was doing primarily sex work. I've, I've gone back and forth. I've been a full-time sex worker. I've been a part-time. And, um, you know, I was doing primarily sex work making, you know, over $10,000 a month before – 
the COVID shit and then <laughs> went God, to have a normal job. So goddamn COVID. Fuck. What uh what do you feel that like the best part about the job, worst part of the job is for you? So I'd say the best part is you know, just being I, I love being adored, man. Like I love being like awed over and ooed over, you know what I mean? And so like it really does a number for my self-confidence, like the job. Cause like a lot of these guys like are obsessed. Like they really like they like I'm the best part of their life. Like they look forward to meeting with me once a week or whatever, and they go work at some shitty job and do this so they can do that. Like that's a big boost, you know? Um, yeah. And I'd say, I don't know, the worst part of it is, I mean, aside from like the stigma, you know I mean? I wish that I, I'm already pretty open about it. I wish that I could be more open about it. Like, and then, yeah, just like the guys, you know what I mean? Guys are fucking disgusting sometimes and annoying as fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I use a, I use a uh, like a, a text app that I paid for, so it's like I've got the same number now. This other good, this other number now that that I can just I'll just delete the app sometimes and then uh, download yeah. it. And I paid for it and I sign into it. I have the same number, so yeah. Sometimes it gets too much, and I just you know don't just, have the time to tell people that they're not coming at me correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How is it? I know you said you're like open uh, with sex work in your life, so I guess like people in your uh, life know. About a, yeah, most, most people like, um, like my best friends all know, like I, I'm talking to a girl right now kind of, and I, you know, I asked her like one of the, not the first things I asked her, but after, you know, we had been talking for a while and obviously before we slept together, um, I asked her, you know, like, how do you feel about sex work? And funny enough, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm a sex worker. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Hell yeah. Me too. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. That's the best. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, like it is kind of weird to tell the girls like I like this girl and if she hadn't been a sex worker and I told her that like she could have just like stopped talking to me. You know what I mean? So that part kind of sucked. But yeah. Do you feel like it's beneficial having somebody having somebody to talk to about work at all? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Like I have a therapist um, that I see and like he's super, super uh, pro sex work and, you know, supportive. But then on top of that, like it's it's very important that my friends know what's going on. Like I, I, my boy, David, like I have to have somebody that like when I went out to LA, for instance, when I got flown out to LA, like I had to call David and let him know I was about to get on a fucking private jet and give him my location. Like I couldn't just get on a fucking private jet and fly to, you know, California with nobody knowing where I was at. So yeah. (laughs) important. Fuck. Yeah. Do you have your views? Do you feel like your views on sex or sexuality have changed since starting? Um, I mean, yes, but I don't know how much sex work necessarily had to do with that. I mean, it's hard to say. I was, you got to remember, bro, I was fucking 18 or 19 years old when I started this and I'm 28 now, almost 27, 28, almost now. So it's been almost a decade, you know? So naturally like my thoughts on sex have changed just regardless. Yeah. They would have regardless of whether I was getting my dick sucked for money or not. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that. I'm definitely, I think I can attribute to sex work the fact that I can separate sex and love sex, like making love and having sex. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. Have your views on men changed at all since starting? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, dude. I've always known that we're fucking horny bastards and we are gross, but like, I don't know, man. I just, it's crazy, bro. It's, it's. It's kind of sad, dude, honestly, to to know that like every single dude 
<laughs> so far, at least <laughs> that I've talked to, like has got that side to him. It's like, fuck, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's it's a real thing. <laughs> motherfuckers running this whole shit. You know what I mean? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> has uh has how you view yourself changed at all since starting sex work? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, and that that also goes to, you know, the fact of, you know, I have to attribute the fact that there's been nearly a decade. But yeah, I mean, like I'm definitely I've learned so much from myself um through sex work. I think you know, doing things like financial domination and stuff like that really extenuated like and made my character defects like even bigger and more noticeable um, in the beginning to where honestly it helped me. Like, I don't know if I would have been able to realize so quickly that like I'm, you know, I'm a narcissist and have a God complex and I need to like chill the fuck out sometimes if I wasn't doing that shit. You know what I mean? Like it may have taken me a decade or years, you know, another decade or, or years and years and years to figure that out on my own. You know, so. damn, that makes sense. Cause I guess people are fucking telling you that shit. Like you, you get to see it like in action and you're like, holy shit, this is, yeah. And like to the your... degree also, you know what I mean? Like you get to really turn it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what would you tell somebody, uh, wanting to get into escorting like a, a dude? Oh man, it's rough, dude. Like I, I would first ask them if they're gay or straight, you know what I mean? And if they're straight, it, dude, it's it's hard to do this job as a straight guy. Just, but for me, man, like I'm kind of a sex addict, you know. So that that part definitely makes it easy. But I think I would really try and probe them to find out if they were. This is the thing with sex work, Tank. About one out of every hundred people should and could do it. That's not, and that's honestly, I would be willing to say one out of every fifty people that are currently escorting should and could do it. You know what I mean? It takes a certain kind of mindset. You have to really be able to turn shit off and just take things as they are and not let them affect you in your daily life. And that's hard to do as just like a normal person. Yeah. Cause so many people just like their regular, just like working at CVS, they carry that shit home with them, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like exactly. this is like on a, a, an elevated level. A lot of people couldn't handle sales, you know. It's a lot. It's a no game, you know what I mean. It's it's a it's a it's a game of no's. You hear no all day, you know what I mean. And every so often you'll hear yes. Some people can't handle that. It's just like that with sex work, you know. Like you deal with a lot of fucking shitty people and a lot of people that are bullshitting or people that are going to say stuff that's going to disgust you or stuff like that that you won't end up meeting with or making any money off of. And that's also part of the work. It's not just getting your dick sucked for money. It's all the other shit too. Yeah, I feel like the like getting your like the actual like meetup or like the sex part is like that's only a fraction of the fucking yeah, work that goes in behind the scenes to actually have that like to make that whole situation work, you know? Like there's so much front end work that the fucking actual meetup is just like a small part of the entire Absolutely. interaction. Absolutely. Yeah. What uh what would you tell somebody wanting to see an escort for the first time? Be respectful. Um, you know, remember that this person is also the most important thing to remember is that that person's probably not horny also. So just because you're horny at the moment doesn't mean that the other person's probably horny at that time. So like that doesn't, that means like don't enter the conversation, you know, all sexual and aroused and this is what I want and blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, don't do that. That's I, I think chill. Probably, like, yeah, chill the fuck out, man. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> That's the main thing. Don't send me just hey either. I hate that. 
I hate that so much. What are you What are you supposed to do with hay? I just don't even respond normally. But sometimes now, like I said, sometimes I've gotten better. I'll I'll send them a message back and be like, "Did you really think that was gonna work?" That shit doesn't even work on dating apps, yo. Yeah, I know. I know. Somebody says, "Hey, what are you supposed like? Hey, how's it like? What do you What do you do with fucking hay in any scenario?" No, you just say no back. No. <laughs> even like you text your like you don't even text your friends that shit. No, no. We have a we have a friend Zach that's like notorious for that. Like he'll be like. Hey, what are you doing? You'd be like, nothing. What are you doing? And he'll text back, nothing. I'm like, bro, hey, <laughs> more. We want to keep the conversation going, and your fucking single word answer does not progress this conversation. Yeah, Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm notorious for that, though, bro. Like on Tinder, I'll just send a girl back a message. If she just says, like, hey, just no. <laughs> That's or great. I'm not into it. I'll just say back, no thanks. That's great. <laughs> That's the nicest way you can handle that. Yeah. How long do you see yourself in sex work? Honestly, man, like provided that, you know, I find a partner that's okay with it. I see myself doing content work probably. I I would like, I personally am trying to, trying to get back into doing content again, as opposed to meetups, just because I don't want to do meetups for the rest of my life, you know? So I could see myself doing meetups for probably another 10, 15 years tops. And I could see myself doing content i mean bro people want to pay to see my old dick i'll show them you know yeah have you have you ever like dabbled in like only fans or anything like that i had an only fans um i posted one picture on there (laughs) i'm just (laughs) i'm so bad at that shit dude i think they shut it down because you have to you have to be um more consistent that that makes sense yeah i uh and i i I don't know I, i made it i have a snap too i have a premium snap that i don't do anything on Damn. I, need, I need to get better about it. I think if I had a partner that was into it also, that I could, that it would be a lot easier to do content. Yeah. Cause you're not being, uh, being like reliant on other people. Like if you're able to do it, like, yeah, with your partner or like by yourself, like that would be, makes it so much easier. Cause you're not relying on anybody else to p- produce anything, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What do you have a best experience as an escort? I mean, I really liked getting – okay, so the when I went out to L.A. Uh, recently, the guy that flew me out there, for some reason, decide, he had friends there, and he decided to tell his friends that I was his cousin. So it kind of got me out of having to do anything sexual, and nice. I, just, I just hung out for like eight hours with this dude and his friends while they fucking did coke. And like I just kicked it with them. And chilled while they did coke and talked to them and hung out and then flew home. So, I mean, that was pretty chill. That's I dope. My, That's I amazing. My barber guy, the barber guy's amazing, dude. That's where I get my haircut. He's got a, he's got, he's a barber and he's got a fucking full barber shop. He's super into hair, super into cutting hair. Like he fucking like has to take a break and go jack off in the middle of cutting my hair because he's so into it. But I mean, I don't care. It's 250 bucks and a free haircut every week. So <laughs> fuck yeah. That's dope. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely not um, not the worst, you know. Yeah. <laughs> are uh, are you a fan of stand up comedy at all? I am. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I've I've always been uh, a fan of of stand up comedy. That's kind of what got me into. That's why I like Conspiracy Beer Me so much because it's more it's more like comedy than yeah anything else. You know, I like those guys a lot. Dude, they're, they're funny. super funny. Super funny. Do you have a favorite comic at all? 
Probably Eric Andre, uh, if I'm being honest. I that's my like Tim and Eric, Eric Andre, like weird fucking. Is it funny or is it weird or is it gross? That's my kind of shit. I fucking love the Eric Andre show. Like, oh my god, so bro. funny. I saw him live, bro, out here in Phoenix, and he fucking whipped his cock out and showed the whole audience his ball sack. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and, then he, and then he had two guys get up on stage and made them chug bottles of Hidden Valley Ranch for T-shirts, bro. Like, <laughs> that's the shit that I want, dude. That's the kind of shit I'm trying to be on. That's so dope. Like, that's the like I just love just like, just like yeah, like is it funny or is it weird? Like, what the fuck's happening? Oh my god, this is crazy. This is insane. It's just like he pushes the fucking boundaries of everything. You know, it's great. Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah. Fuck no, he's, yeah. he's definitely good. He's definitely good. Hell yeah. Before uh, before we get out of here, do you uh, want to end on anything funny at all? You got anything funny for the people? I don't know about funny. So, okay. So, in the questions when you wrote them, you asked me funny or strange. Oh, yeah. So, Interest, funny or interesting? It. It's been like, <laughs> I have a strange one. I have probably the wildest thing that's ever happened to me in escorting. So. Fuck yeah. Let's hear, let's hear it. Um, and let me preface this by saying that I may lose some support here. I know I probably didn't handle this situation the hundred percent best, but I'm trying to be a better dude every day than I was the day before. So, all right. So I had a call for a guy to come. It was out here in Phoenix to come to a hotel, um, in paradise Valley, which, uh, just for some reference is like 45 miles from where I'm at. So okay. it's quite, it's quite a drive. It, it took me like an hour to get there. Um, and I talked to this guy very, very extensively before got a picture of him, everything. And, you know, I, I, he, what, what, he, what he wanted was that he wanted me to come in there and he was going to be like in the bathroom and he wanted me to grab him, like choke him, wrestle him to the ground and like force him to suck my dick. Like it was like essentially a rape thing. Like he, okay. he, he wanted like a rape fantasy. Right. So I drive all the way out there. We, we, so we agree, we agree on the amount of money. I drive all the way out there. And so the first weird thing that happens is he switches the hotel room number on me, which is weird. Like, Oh God. You know what I mean? Like he, he gave me a hotel room number to come all the way out there. And then when I get there, he gives me a different one, which like, I kind of get that because like I've done shit like that before, like where I'm having, to, you know, somebody come and I don't know whether they're actually going to come or not. So I don't tell them the exact address. You know what I mean? Like I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. You know what I mean? So, uh, I go up to the next – and that's the thing too is that like he let me walk all the way up to the, fr- the first door and knock and text him and be like, I'm here. And he's like, oh, oh, my bad. I'm in a different room. I'm like, that's Damn, me. dog. So I fuck, luckily there was nobody in that fucking room. So I walk to the next room, the room that he gives me that he's at, and the door's cracked just like he says. I crack it open. I can see the like the back of what looks like the guy that sent me the picture of him. Like mind you, his face wasn't in the picture. It was just his body. Oh, he God. He didn't have any – tattoos or anything like that so um i go in there i grab the guy and and like he's like jacking off in the bathroom so you know what i mean like i grab the guy i start to wrestle him down to the ground and then he just freaks out and he's like what are you doing and i and i like i it was real fear like i could tell i'm very very empathic bro you know what i mean like i could tell this guy had real fear so i stop obviously and i'm like wait are you like are you not the guy? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking. Oh no, wait, just wait, Tank. Just wait, just wait. And he's like, this story just gets nuts, bro. 
And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, and I, so I like pull up my phone. I step, I'm start, I like put my clothes on and I start to like step backwards out of the hotel room. I pull up my phone and I'm standing outside of the door now. And I'm like showing him my phone. I'm like, bro, somebody look at this number. Somebody told me to come to this hotel room number. And then the guy's like, nah, that ain't me, but I'll suck your dick though if you want. And I'm like, <laughs> no, nope. And I just fucking turn around and I knew it was the guy. I knew it was the guy that he had just gotten scared or something. So I like fucking turn around and I go and I get in my car and I'm pissed at this point because I just drove an hour. Dude pulled this bullshit. You know what I mean? So I sent him a message. I'm like, I, I said, I know that was you, bro. I said, I sent a message to the number. I said, I know that was you. You're lucky I didn't beat your fucking ass. And he's like, Good luck trying. My homeboy's in the room next door. If you would have done that, I would have something, something, something. Basically verifying that it was him. That I yeah. was right. So yeah. I said, I'm like, all right, bro. So check this out. I'm a dude tank. I'm a very vindictive person, man. I'm, I am, I'm <laughs> very, very, very vindictive person. And I was like, all right, bro. So here's the deal. You're either going to give me a hundred dollars um, for coming all the way out here, or I'm going to send people to your hotel room all night off grinder. You tell me. Yeah. And he, he just blocked my number. So I'm like, okay. So I fucking get on Grinder. I post a picture of myself on Grinder, which I never do. I always have a blank profile because anytime I post a picture of myself on Grinder, I just start getting message, 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 message. And uh, so I start getting all these messages, and every single one of them, I'm sending them simultaneously to this guy's apartment. Or to this guy's apartment. <laughs> go to this hotel room, just bang on the door, bang on the door. Go into this hotel. I, I, you know, I've got music playing, just so just bang on the door. Blah 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 blah. So I send one or two, three, four guys to this hotel room. I'm talking to this kid, I send this kid to the hotel room. Then I'm like, all right, I'm over it. As I'm pulling out of the hotel, because once again, Tank, I'm a vindictive person. I think that what I've done is not enough. So I call the front desk of the hotel and I put on a fake cry. I'm a male escort and I just had a man try and kidnap me and kill me in room 139. And I just fucking go in, bro. And I tell him that there's a guy in that room, that fucking blah, 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 blah. So anyway, fast forward to the next day. I get back onto my grinder because I'm trying to get some business, and I have all these messages. Oh, fuck. I have a message from one of these people, the kid that I sent there, and he's like, "Why did you do that?" And I was like, "I sent him a message," or no, he's like, "Why did you do that to me in there?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "Do you not remember what you did to me in the hotel room?" Oh God! And I was like, no, what do you mean? And he's like, "Can you call me?" And I was like, so I start talking to the kid a little bit and I finally tell him like, listen, bro, like this is what's going on. Obviously the person in that picture that you're, I'm the person in the picture that I sent you. Obviously the person that you're talking about is not the person in the picture. You understand that, right? And he's like, yeah, "Yeah." I just thought you catfished me. I'm like, no, I am the person in that picture. I sent you to somebody else's room that fucked me over. What happened? Dude, come to find out that guy almost raped and killed that kid, bro. He literally fucking the kid came to the room. He must have been like the third or fourth person that came up there. He pulled him into the room, stripped him down, choked him out, tried to get him to have sex with him. And then the kid fucking got him off of him and took off running. The police were already there because I called the front desk. Oh, God. So this kid runs out of the hotel room with half of his clothes on and sees police. So he fucking runs up to the police. Bro, there was like a whole detective that I had to avoid talking to. It was oh, literally oh my biggest nightmare, bro. I, t- I ended up having – I took the kid out to dinner and like sat there. He was a super, super nice little 18-year-old gay Mexican kid that was like one of his first experiences ever on Grinder. I felt so fucking bad, bro. Oh, so God. Bad. But – that's the craziest thing that's ever fucking happened to me in the escort business. That's wild. That's that's one of the wildest things I've ever heard. 
I know, dude. With that story, like you just keep thinking that you're gonna know what happens, and then it just keeps getting different and keep getting different. Keep Holy getting different. shit! Did the dude? Yeah. Did the dude get in trouble at all? Do you know? I, no, no, they can't. But they couldn't. The the they could not find that dude. The number that he, that he blocked me on that he texted me on was a text free number. It was, dude. It there. I'm I'm assuming that there's still like a case on this guy. The the, the kid. The, the little Mexican kid that I sent up there, he was like actually talking to a detective. Like I took him out to dinner and shit because I felt bad. But like I'll be honest, like a main one of the main reasons why I took him out to dinner is because I had to like hammer it into him that like I was not the person that did that and I was not going to talk to a detective. Yeah. Like, he was gonna have to figure that out. Like he was gonna have to fucking figure that part out. And he was like, I got it, don't worry. God, that's what dude, that wow, that's wild. Oh, yeah, that's a wild well, story. The wildest, <laughs> the fucking wildest, dude. Tyler, I appreciate I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been dope. Of course, yeah, dude. If you're ever out in uh, Phoenix, bro, please hit me up, man. We'll definitely we'll go get some food. There's uh, Fuck lots yeah. of cool people out here, so definitely, definitely. Do you want to leave any uh, contact stuff for the people? Any? Uh... Would it be weird to put a number on here? Nah, fuck yeah, do that. Okay, shit. Cool. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go ahead and do my number. I mean, because it's my work number. It's not. It's not my like my personal number, so I'm just gonna throw this number on because I will always answer this number for any kind of ad work. So it's four eight zero seven eight eight two eight seven seven, and uh, yeah, just hit me up and say, "Hey Tyler, uh, this is so and so. I heard you on Tank's show, and I'll even throw you a twenty dollar discount on our meet." So. Hey yo, twenty dollar discount? Fuck yeah, <laughs> Tyler! It has been so dope. I appreciate you coming on. Of course, brother. Thank you for having me. Hell yeah. Listeners, we will be back later. That was my interview with Tyler the Top. Yo, shout out Tyler. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was so much fun. Listeners, he just plugged it. If you want to contact him, his number is 480-788-2877. This has been episode 66. I appreciate you being here. As always, you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, at Full Service Pod. I am at Tank Funkadelic. We recently launched Patreon for the podcast. It's a great way to support the show. We have monthly Patreon-exclusive episodes that will be dropping. Our first Patreon-exclusive episode aired December 4th. So if you want to hear that, head on over to patreon.com slash fullservicepod. If you enjoy the show, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you hit that like button, that follow button, that subscribe button. You'll be alerted as soon as every new episode drops. If you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, make sure to hit us with a five-star rating. If you could write us a review, I would love you forever. It really helps for visibility for the show. If you want to be on the podcast, if you want to hear anything talked about on the podcast, if you want to perhaps just write in and let us know how you're doing, send us an email, fullservicepod at gmail.com. We will be back next Tuesday. Oh boy, got a solo episode coming at you. And then I think the last uh, episode of the year, the last Tuesday, I'll probably do a recap episode where I play some highlights from interviews that we have heard uh, so far this year. Super excited for y'all to hear it. And uh, super excited for what's going to come in 2021. We're, uh, we're fucking every Tuesday. We'll be here. So as long as you are, we will be too. Fucking, hey, hope you have a great week. I'm going to stop talking. Later. Full service.